Lefondre looking to get side of Fon. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Yes, it is down beat tonight. There is no doubt on that. That feels like a season-defining result and not in a positive manner against Cardiff City. one all late the equaliser from Mate, but I'm not sure it really mattered. To help me talk through tonight's... I don't know what you'd describe it as in one word... Kind of meh, I think that's about it. I've been joined by Dave Stevens. How are you doing, Dave? Doing uh, as well as can be in circumstances. All right, Paul. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've also joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hey, Paul. Yep, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, that's all we can think of. So we saw a couple of changes to the lineup tonight, Alex, with Richards coming back into the team and Lucas Jow. Were you surprised by that or expecting them? No, I think I was expecting both of those changes. I think that the 11 which started tonight is probably regarded as our strongest 11 currently available, isn't it? Outside of maybe John Swift being in the side if he was fully fit, um, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But uh, in terms of, you know, available 11 currently, that was the strongest strongest choices we had. And I think it was the kind of obvious, obvious moves. Yeah, I think so. I don't think anyone can really um, uh, put that down as a reason why we haven't picked up the result today. Um, uh, well, hopefully we will see some positives in this podcast tonight, but it is quite hard right now. But that first 15 minutes, Dave, we just did not turn up at all, did we? No. Um, the the narrative before the game was, you know, five cup finals and... Uh, one big push to try and get like the, the slim chance we have and, and deliver on it. And I think the, the players didn't hear any of that because uh, nothing got going. Um, it, was, it was very sloppy and um, not even like misplaced passes, just not even a pass to misplace. So, yeah, poor, poor start for sure. Yeah, and Harry like, Wilson. Sorry, go on, Alex. It, it, felt like a, it felt like a playoff final, in all honesty. It felt like a playoff final... Um, where neither team really wanted to lose. And there's been so many times this season where we've where we've seen Reading come out and not want to concede the first goal because they can't come back into games. And tonight just felt exactly the same as that is Reading just didn't want to concede first and you know ease themselves into the game somewhat. That's caused us a lot of problems though, hasn't it, throughout the season, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Dave. Our mentality in that first opening period is we just don't get on the front foot enough. I know we have in occasional games, but I feel that maybe a little bit this, but I just feel that more more games we've been flat footed and really struggled and had to wait 20, 25 minutes to get into it. How do you think Panovic can switch that up? Yeah, it's it's a tough challenge for him. I feel like if he went back through all the podcasts from from this season. Um, I feel like they all start with, you know, sluggish first 10, 15 minutes, bit scrappy, bit sloppy, and then we kicked on. Um, I think the the danger here is that's where we ran out of steam. Um, it, earlier in the season, we would then kick on and kick into gear, but now the players are tired physically and mentally. We're not having that, and then you see a game like you see today. So I think what Poundovic needs is, first of all, squad changes in, in terms of when we don't have that, first 11 we have more available so that there's less of an impact and 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 less need to play them the same players every single game which will obviously inevitably result in this 
Um, but something, and again, you could just like record this and just copy paste it into every season, right? There's still that little mental element that's not there. It's it's improved massively this season, but it is not there, uh, which is a, which is a shame. Yeah, I totally agree on that. You could see it throughout the match. It was not lack of effort. It was not lack of endeavour. It wasn't one of those displays where you could say, oh, it's an embarrassment. But just mentally, they were feeling the pressure. They were doing things that they weren't doing when you're 2-0 up or on a game or kind of like a run of three or four wins on the chart. When you're more relaxed on the ball, they felt the pressure tonight. But Alex, what do you think is the bigger issue? The substitutions or the lack of rotation, which Dave just brought up there, because has that cost us more? Um, I mean, I would say it's probably, to me, it's probably the lack of rotation. Um, the substitutions are a big issue, but the substitutions are kind of a byproduct of the fact that we can't kill games off as well. Mm. Um, we, you know, we, we, we don't go on and go 2-0 up in games or we, we haven't been able to get two goals ahead and be able to take these players off to rotate them. Um, but yeah, I think there's probably just a, there's a, a number of issues and, and substitutions and lack of rotation is one. Squad uh, balance is another. Um, we've all been saying it all season. We need a winger. We need someone who can cross the ball. And I mean, you only have to look at the goal we scored tonight. As soon as we actually put a cross into the box, which was a reasonable cross, actually, from Sam Baldock. Fair play. Um, we scored. But yeah. we didn't. We, we, we haven't had anybody who's able to do that this season at all, really. And, um, you know, I think there's, a, there's definitely a case of it's been difficult to rotate this season because there just isn't really the options in the squad to rotate the way that we all would like to see it happen. Yeah, no, definitely. There has been periods when we've had really weak benches, haven't we? We've had players like Yaku Mate missing out. Puskas wasn't available. Swift hasn't been available for virtually the whole of the season. So there has been points, but I do think he could have managed the substitutions better. The one we didn't see tonight was not the Semedo replacing Elise. I think that would have blown my mind if he'd have done that tonight, but he didn't do it. But let's go back into the game early on in the first half. Harry Wilson has a re- has a good shot, but Raphael makes an excellent save, Dave, doesn't he? And overall, I thought he played quite well tonight. Yeah, I, I thought um, Raphael uh, not, nothing to trouble us tonight. Which um, I know through the course of the season we've had a we've had the brilliant and we've had the disaster. But um, that save, um, I thought that was a goal for sure. Um, it, mm. it, was it was a great chance and he really got down and got a really strong hand to it so didn't just stop it but got it well away from from the danger so yeah um heart and mouth for a moment because it was early and on on enough that we thought we might win the game which uh you know maybe stupid to think so um but yeah excellent stuff there was then the period about 10 minutes when we consolidated got back into the game and then we went into what we've seen earlier in the season but only for about three or four minutes alex when we really started to rotate the play, quick passes around the edge of the Cardiff area. There was one moment when Elise took a shot, but he could have played Lucas through on goal. I mean, that's not a season-defining moment, but it's one of those decisions that we weren't making right tonight. Yeah, it's just another one of those moments where, you know, if the, if the player on the ball makes a different decision, then, you know, we don't know how things turn out, but it's... Mm. 
they probably made the the weaker of the two choices and at least doing that is it's probably the weaker of the two choices um you know you've got a striker who scored 19 goals and however much we can say he's not been informed for the last couple of months i'd rather have a striker who scored 19 goals for on goal than i would have at least have a shot from outside the area it's just that's the way it is really um and i I mean, those three or four minutes, it really was only three or four minutes, um, to be honest, in the first half that we truly looked on top and, and had a lot of pressure. Those three or four minutes, we did have a number of decent, like, I guess, not even chances, but we had a number of decent pieces of play. Um, there was ball over the top from Elise to Yakumete with his, he tried to score with his back heel in the air with a volley. And uh, to be honest, if he'd scored that, it would have been, one of one of the goals of this of the season, but um, didn't didn't quite come off. We didn't really create any chances during that time, and to be, I think that kind of summed the game up. Um, like I'm sure once we come on to the second half, we'll, we'll we'll go into it further. But we we had all of the play for those three. Or, I know again, it's only three or four minutes, so you know don't take it too uh, in too much uh, detail here. But we had all the play for those for that. I don't know, that small time period. But the keeper didn't make a save. We didn't actually create a proper chance um, where we forced the keeper to make a, a save. Yeah, and this is a pattern that we've seen throughout the season again, isn't it, Dave? When teams sit back against us, we're not able to create that space. And you look at the players that we had on the pitch. We have Ijaria, we have Elise. I mean, those are two players that most championship teams would want in there, but there must be some fundamental issue that we can't create those chances at all. Is it just down to the fact that we don't get enough crosses into the box, maybe? I think it's the fact that the season is far enough along now that opposition managers know that we don't put a lot of crosses in the box. So you set yourself up with a block to uh, to be very, very um, marshaled on the edge of your own box and, and get men behind the ball. We haven't worked out how to break that down, probably because the answer is crossing into the box and we don't do that. Um, it, it was very frustrating today that it seemed more so than any recent game I remember that every time we would make a run, try and get into into the box past the player, there always seemed to be another two players behind and another two players behind. And uh, the 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 frustration there for the player is obviously oh you do all this and then there's still more to beat and that's sad but the frustration for the fan is like so why are we trying it over and over and over and over again you know let's let's change things up yeah no it was kind of unfortunately Cardiff just defended too well I'm not a fan of that to be quite honest I wasn't enjoying that but you gotta look where Cardiff are in the league as well they're eighth aren't they Alex it was never ever going to be easy tonight but you hoped into the second half we showed a little bit more energy and enterprise. We came out, we gave everything, but just the quality wasn't there again, was it? And composure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the desire and the, the, the application, the effort, we can, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people, you know, who watched tonight and, and can come out and say Reading played badly, but didn't put in the effort, they don't care. And, and there will be people out there who say that. Um, I, I don't think it's that's really fair. The second half, we, you know, we did dominate the second half completely. We did put in the effort, but to be honest, it, there was a lack of ideas. Firstly, um, which which you and Dave have just kind of discussed, it was the same kind of same kind of pattern of play over and over again. Um, 
without really any change in the in end result to it. But uh, yeah, there's a definite lack of composure as well once the once the chance actually fell to us. And realistically, in that second half, there wasn't many chances, but I'd say there was two which we had, which were really, really good opportunities, or at least decent opportunities. Um, Zhao's chance where he he ends up injuring his shoulder again um, was, a, was a decent opportunity, and it's a good save from... I don't know who the Cardiff goalkeeper is, actually. But it's a good save. Um, and then Mate's chance is, is just, you know, it's one of those chances where you have to do better as a striker. You can't you can't spoon a chance over the bar from, what is he, 10 yards out? And he's put it so far over the bar, not challenged the keeper. And it's another one of those moments where we're just, we lack composure up front. We don't take our, our chances when they fall to us. And that's been the case now for, I don't know, two months, two and a half months, probably. Yeah, I, it has been like that, hasn't it? It doesn't matter who we play up front at the moment, whether it's Puskas or Jal, there's issues, isn't there? But Lucas Jal going off injured there, that looks almost certain that's going to be his season over, Dave. And how do you kind of like sum up his season? Because I know in the last two months he hasn't been in great form and he's missed some critical moments, hasn't he? Barnsley, Preston, <laughs> there's so many Wickham. Oh, God, I'm depressing myself. But... He also has scored 19 league goals and scored some incredibly important goals. So there's two sides for him. How do you sum him up? I think you sum it up that Joao had the best type of season you can expect from a striker and what you'd want from a striker. The cracks that we see forming and, and the negatives that we're then counting against him are a product of it all falling to him. If, if you have two strikers in great form, three strikers in great form, as we've seen in past great uh, team uh, Reading teams, then you don't see those because the, the missed chance doesn't lose the game. Um, the frustration of trying to get the ball down and, and it's not falling for you doesn't result in so much pressure because it's not all on you. Um, so I think if, if we look back with you know, a calm and uh, after the emotion of the season is over, a look back on Lucas Schwaller's season, we're going to say that was a, a probably one of the best seasons from a running striker in God knows how long, 10 years, 15 years? No one knows. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd have him as my player this season still. Yeah, I'd agree. He's probably my player of the season as well. Um, and I, I think one of the things to to really like remember about Lucas Zhao this season is everything went right for Lucas Zhao in the first three or four months of the season, probably up until Christmas. He was scoring every chance he had. Um, you know, he looked incredible every time he touched the ball. But realistically, he's a championship striker and he's not going to go on and score 35 or 40 goals in the season because he's not he's not that good if that makes sense. I'm not saying he's a bad striker in any way, but he's not hes not a striker who's going to score 40 goals in the championship or and completely dominate the league for an entire season. Um, and him falling away to this kind of like poor form that we're seeing in the second half of the season, it, maybe it's not to be expected, but if it had been the other way around and we'd seen him, you know, just be kind of consistent throughout the season and him miss chances, you know, every second or third week and, him still get to 19 goals by this point of the season. 
people would see this season from Luca Shaw very, very differently, I think. Yeah, I mean, I felt that <clears throat> he gets a lot of criticism and he has had some absolutely massive misses, but you could put it in the context of how much he's transformed our team. We even saw this under Mark Bowen. When he played well, the whole team was lit up. I mean, Dave Stevens is a man who saw four consecutive wins when Lucas Jow was firing last Christmas. But I do feel that he needs more. He's personally needs a special kind of love. He needs that love and appreciation, but he needs to find that fire in the belly sometimes that I think is there. And we've even heard Michael Morrison talking about it. There's more to come from him. And at some point it will happen. But now I feel he's going to probably have an operation on his shoulder and in some ways, it's perfect timing for us. As the season's done, he's, he's not going to affect it. He'll be able to get over it properly. We won't have to rush him back. But when he was substituted, Dave, should we have gone full guns and gone two up front? Um, I think it would be. I, I got a wonderful memory just then when you said when he was substituted. Um, the, the, I don't know about the commentators on your side, but uh, the ones over here, um, I don't know which stream we get coming through ESPN. Um, but the, the commentator said, who, who will uh, Panovic turn to here? Um, the, the better player is George Puskas, but um, a like-for-like -like swap would be Sam Baldock. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I just, just the, where you get that from. No wow, that's good research right there. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, well, um, thinking outside the box. Um, but joking aside, I think that if we... If we had gone two up top, then it gives Cardiff more to think about. Yeah. Um, if you if you have Pushkas coming on, you know about Pushkas. You know that he doesn't do the like for like swap. Put aside where the bulldog does, but Pushkas doesn't do the like for like swap because he's a different type of player. So it, it, it makes sense. So I think at that time, you 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 don't you don't ignore the fact that it's bad that, that Joao is going to be out and he's going down, but you use it as a positive. You say, right, well, formation change, let's get two up top and uh, let's let's try something a little bit different. And um, that, that, that was a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah, I guess it comes back to that substitution debate that we were having earlier, Alex, doesn't it? It's, it's a real issue with him, I feel, with Panovic. As good as he's been, he needs to work on that. It's, it's, it's all in-game management, though, isn't it, really? Um, we all say it's substitutions because those are the things that we see that change the game. But in-game management as, as, as a whole hasn't been fantastic really this season i think um we I, I i think we should have probably gone to up top today we should have definitely made much more i guess we should have changed the game we should have been looking to change the way that the game was going after after an hour we've, we've gone out we've tried to attack harder for that first 15 minutes and yes we've created a couple of chances but at that point the game starts to drift a bit and um it feels to me at least like you've got to make some kind of a change in terms of style, formation, something in order just to give, as Dave said, you've got to give Cardiff a reason to like change how they're defending against us because their defensive like uh, structure today was pretty much, we're going to sit on the edge of our box. We're not going to let you in behind us and that's it. They never had to change that because we didn't do anything different. Um, it's Whereas they did it so well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, they did do a credit job. to Cardiff. Like, not only did yeah. they find the right system, they executed it perfectly. Aiden Flint was brilliant today, but so then change it. Don't give them that extra confidence of we've got the number here. Yeah, and, and this is a point that Panovic has made: is 
this is football. Like we have to play against our opponents, and sometimes you just have to acknowledge your opponents have done a good job sometimes. And Cardiff did do a good job against us, but we let them do a good job. Ultimately, um, we haven't given them enough. Like we haven't given them enough to enough to deal with to really challenge them. Um, and they've done a good job against what was put in front of them. Yeah, no, Taylor. We obviously in the second half we're leaving gaps at the back, as you would expect to see. You're going to take a slight chance, are you? You're pushing forward. Kiefer Moore has a really weak effort at goal that Raphael saves easily. Then Harry Wilson uh, dinks over Raphael. Yadam gets back and clears it quite comfortably. I guess it's quite near to on the line, but he gets it away. Somebody I thought who played really well today was Tom Holmes, Dave. I think going forward, I think he's going to be a big player for us at centre-back. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's definitely got a future um, back in his what I believe to be his uh, preferred position. Um, I think we forget this season that he was filling in at right back, but um, not not to put a negative spin on it. Um, but the the news of the finances this past week, um, it's probably good that we have such promising uh, performances from people that are from our academy because I think. Tom Holmes being a starting centre-back next season is almost a guarantee uh, at this point. Um, and, you know, let's not go negative. Today, I thought he was really up for it. We, we talk about the mental game. We talk about um, mental tiredness and everything else. He didn't have that today. Um, you could see it on his face. Um, there was one very much towards the end of the game. I don't remember the minute, but he um, he got back and put in a great challenge that they're not yeah, just just in danger of time. Yeah, the timing on that in the box, fantastic. And then even after that, after the penalty, he was one of the ones pushing. There's like a close-up on him at one point and he like just pure aggression and passion in his face, like trying to push the ball forward and push the team forward. So, yeah, great game from him. Yeah, when we saw the reaction of when we can see the penalty, he collapses to the ground when he scores it, Keith from one. It's an absolutely brilliant penalty. No goal he's going to save that. I think it was a penalty, though, Dave. Um, don't you, Alex? I mean, it looked like one to me. You'd want it if it was against us. Yeah, I mean, Richards has, has swung without really knowing what's around him. Um, and, I mean, I, I've seen a couple of... of I'm, I'm talking to a couple of people here. I've seen a couple of people talk about the, the fact that Richards hasn't really touched him and he's gone down very easily, Kiefer Moore. But I think it's, you know, he's swung at him and he's he, his foot's hit him. It's it's probably a penalty. We'd be very disappointed if that wasn't given for us. Um, and I can't really see a reason for that not to be a penalty, personally. Um, I think, yeah, Richards is just unaware that Moore's even there, to be honest. Um, he's not even got close to contacting the ball either, really, Richards. Uh, it's a good penalty after that. It's a good penalty by Moore. Raphael, even if he dives the right way, you know, I think it's unlikely he saves it. And after that, it's, I mean, it was already at this point really for Reading, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of desperation, isn't it? After that, you've, you've got to get two goals in six minutes and it's, it's always going to be unlikely at that point. Yes. Then we kind of make the, was it then before or after the penalty that we made? Oh, the complete, after the penalty. Yeah, the kamikaze substitution, which worked because Super Sammy Bulldog provided maybe the only cross of the season, but it was also the best cross of the season, Dave. Wasn't it absolute perfection? It was, yeah. The um, You didn't expect it. It came out of absolutely nowhere. Like The, the, the throwing comes... The, the throwing comes to Sam Bulldog, uh, who 
spins his man and uh, uses his strength against a man like about three foot well, tall. It's like for like for Jal, though, Dave. You should know that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't have doubted the commentator, really, but you know, uh, get gets gets free, puts in a phenomenal fast paced ball right into that like zone where the keeper doesn't necessarily come and catch it, doesn't go too far out. Um, Mate gets the header and uh, gets a deflection on its way in. Uh, they've credited it to Mate, so I think that's fair. I don't think it was by any means an angle, but. Like all I will say, and I'm, I'm I'm eking out a little bit of positivity from this game. The one thing I will say, when things have gone against us in the past, and we've tried these like roll the dice, put like all the attackers on and everything else. Usually, as a Reading fan, we then watch six to eight minutes of us having lots of attackers on the play on the field, not with the ball. Um, this time, we really kept the ball. Uh, and kept that pressure on, which again, yes, Cardiff sat back and, and just wanted to defend. So you, you get a bit more there, but it wasn't a guarantee. So, you know, at least we, at least we pushed on to, to get that equalizer, but yeah, let's just, uh, if we want to uh, capture one piece of positivity, Sam Baldock had a great contribution this season. Now that was a, a hell of a cross. And when he came on in the last game, he did quite well as well. Alex, didn't he? On- in all honesty, in the last two games when Sam Bordock has come on, he's shown more intent and more kind of like urgency, in inverted commas, uh, than we'd shown for probably 85 minutes beforehand. And, you know, it's 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 disappointing to... It's disappointing in a way that we've kind of made that kamikaze triple substitution after we've gone 1-0 down when we knew we had to win today. Um, like, if we'd seen that at 85 minutes at nil-nil... I don't think any Reading fan would have been upset to see it happen. Uh, if you'd taken Yeardom and, and, and Richards off for 85 minutes and replaced them with Cohen Baldock, at least it, people kind of, they see that you're going for it, right? And that's that's what people wanted today. Um, but yeah, ultimately, as Dave said, we did at least fight. We did, the effort was there at the end of the game. Um, ultimately, it just didn't. Yeah, I'm sure people also listening are thinking, why didn't John Swift come on and uh, earlier than he did? But when he came on, Dave, he didn't really look that fit to me. No, he was he was off the pace, and again, no criticism. Like the situation that he finds himself in, of course, he was off the pace. Um, I, to me, that felt like he was in the squad to give him a boost, to give the fans a boost. Maybe you know he's doing the warm ups. He's he's involved in the match day, and, and then he's coming later. I think it was the nature of the way the game was going. He decided to gamble and, and bring him on. It wasn't the impact that we were hoping, but you know he, he had flashes here and there. Just lost the ball a lot, and he wasn't in the right position. He was way too deep several times. Like we seeing him on the edge of our box, just pinging long passes to to Mate. Not what we were looking for. Well, when we can see the penalty, he's the first player to touch the ball, isn't he? After Richards uh, goes it's, to the challenge. So that tells you his position, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I can kind of understand the, the sense of playing him as in that pivot role, kind of next to Lauren, um, in a way, because you do see him kind of put balls over the top. But when we've seen Cardiff uh, sit so deep for 80 minutes, it doesn't really necessarily make sense to then ask John Swift to come on and play in the deep line position. Um but, uh, yeah, as Paul said, I'm not really sure he was fully fit. He doesn't. He definitely didn't look sharp at all, did he? And you could tell that he's coming back from an injury. If, and... if we'd have got a free kick 
uh, just outside the box, though, then I would have been thrilled that he was on the pitch. But... Have been screaming for him to take it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine oh. if we had managed to get a free kick in those last few seconds, 25 yards out, centre of goal. I would have still stuck Raphael up there for a rebound. Yeah, yeah. Nice. you've got to cover it. I'll tell you what, it'd be a different podcast if that had happened. <laughs> <laughs> rebound falls to Raphael. He scores, runs into the Doland. Just yellow card me, mate. I don't give a toss. <laughs> Just do it. I'm having it. <laughs> Running down the IDR. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. That's one for the alternate reality podcast, that one. Like that. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah. The, the, the games this week, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's every, 99% of people out there are going to say that the, the season is pretty much over now, and it is. Yeah. Um, the games this weekend, if, if Bournemouth or Barnsley, if Bournemouth or Barnsley both pick up points, I think we can pretty much safely say the season's over. Reading need, Reading need 12 points now, don't they? If they've got any chance of making the playoffs, they need 12 points. Not even... You know, that won't even guarantee us 12 points will get us in, but it's like if we want any chance, we've got to win the last four. And I, that, you know, based off current form, don't see it happening. Yeah, especially no, with current form plus running 12 points, um, that would be a proper miracle. It would be. I mean, you look at our last four games, we've got Luton away, Swansea, Norwich and Huddersfield. Um, if we pick up 12 points from that, I'll be astonished. I hope we do, and I hope I'm totally wrong. Wrong, but our form at the moment is not indicating that. And Lucas Jail being out, it's not going to help us at all there. So, unfortunately, it's not the most upbeat of podcasts tonight, but we have to say it how we see it. Um, disappointment is the life of a role in many ways, though, isn't it? Just those little glimpses of, of excitement and happiness. So, cheers, and thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back with a preview podcast that will be out next Friday. Cheers. <laughs>